As more and more states are changing their laws allowing the legal use of marijuana, trucking is facing one of its biggest challenges coming from outside the industry in quite a while. It's so big that in early October of 2019, the American Trucking Associations announced at its annual conference a new working group and set of policies aimed at helping the trucking industry to continue to operate safely as more states liberalize their marijuana laws, even as a federal prohibition remains, including use by commercial drivers. In contrast, marijuana legalization proponents argue that cannabis should be treated just like alcohol, legally used but illegal to drive under the influence. This is Eyes on the Road presented by Prepass Safety Alliance, the provider of Prepass Way Station Bypass and Toll Payment Services. Prepass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge and thanks for joining us. One of the biggest societal changes over the past decade has been efforts to legalize the recreational and medical use of marijuana. So far, it's been legalized to some extent or decriminalized in about two-thirds of the 50 states. Between the years 2015 and 2018, the number of positive drug test results for marijuana in the transportation and warehousing sector, which includes trucking, increased nearly 35 percent, well beyond the national average increase of 6.2 percent. According to one company that performs drug tests, Quest Diagnostics, this has led to particular concerns about positive drug test results in sectors such as transportation and warehousing because they affect public safety. So how is trucking dealing with marijuana? Joining me for a discussion in studio is the editor-in-chief with Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine and TruckingInfo.com, Deborah Lockridge. This year, she's been reporting on drug use and trucking as part of a special series in the magazine and was at the ATA convention when it announced the new policies and recommendations for carriers when it comes to marijuana. Deborah, thanks for being here. Good to be here. So what led to the American Trucking Associations forming this working group to address concerns about marijuana use and trucking, and what does it hope to do? There has been a real cultural shift in our country the last few years when it comes to the use of marijuana. We've seen a huge number of states that have legalized it to one extent or another, whether that be for medical use or for recreational use or even just uh, some, some level of decriminalization. Backing that up, polling conducted by Gallup last year, 66% of Americans supported legalization compared to 60% just two years earlier. So we're really seeing that, that shift. But the problem is it's still illegal at a federal level. And that's especially true for truck drivers. But there's a lot of confusion out there. You've got small trucking companies and drivers in states where marijuana has been made legal that may not understand that it's still illegal for them to use. Beyond the actual regulatory things is fleets that are really concerned about safety um, are concerned about this. There is not really a lot of research out there that shows just how dangerous or not dangerous marijuana may be when it comes to driving. But uh, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety and the Highway Loss Data Institute looked at the first states to legalize the sale of recreational marijuana and found about a 5% increase in crashes overall, not just among truck drivers, but just in among the general public. And then uh, last year, ATA actually had another panel a discussion about marijuana and the Colorado Motor Carrier Association because that was uh, one of the first states to legalize recreational marijuana. They said uh, they really 
were surprised at the impact. Uh, for instance, they had uh, one uh, less than truckload carrier who would outright tell people looking that we're applying, don't even bother to apply if you have partaken of marijuana because we're going to drug test you and you know you're going to fail. And yet they still were getting like a 60% failure rate. So we think there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of confusion. As far as what the ATA policy came up with, they wanted to maintain the right of employers to test for marijuana if they determine it could adversely affect safety. They want to support the lifting of federal restrictions on marijuana research. There's really a dearth of research, as I mentioned, about what the effects of marijuana actually are. I also want to back the development of alternative testing standards like oral fluid testing and for impairment standards, and also looking for a uh, marijuana victims compensation fund that would be paid for by uh, marijuana cultivators, manufacturers, and dispensaries. Now, I think it's safe to say that most people who work in trucking are against marijuana use in the industry. But on the other side, there are those who ask, why isn't it treated like alcohol? Alcohol is legal to use as long as you're not under the influence behind the wheel and a driver hasn't had a drink within four hours of going on duty or operating a truck. The biggest issue there, I think, is that unlike alcohol, where we have decades and decades of experience and testing to tell us, you know, what blood alcohol limits should be used to determine impairment, what roadside tests should be used to determine impairment, breathalyzer tests. The area of marijuana impairment detection is not there yet. Regulators and and legislatures, they want some sort of a number like you have with alcohol, but that's just not possible yet at this point with marijuana. Marijuana metabolizes differently from alcohol and from other drugs. Studies have shown that the impairments of marijuana actually last longer than the intoxication window. So someone may no longer feel like they're high, but even up to 24 hours later, some studies have shown that you've still got problems in tasks involving spatial perception, the ability to track multiple objects, and quick decision-making. Now, this leads us to another area when it comes to marijuana use and trucking, and that is hair testing in addition to urine testing. Some groups are pushing for requiring that drivers be hair tested for illegal drug use, while others are against it. What's the status of hair testing for drug use, Deborah, and what are the pros and cons of it? Probably the biggest group pushing for hair testing in trucking has been the Alliance for Driver Safety and Security, which is commonly known as the Trucking Alliance. They testified earlier this year uh, before Congress that they felt that, quote, the trucking industry faces no greater safety issue than to aggressively address illegal drug use among commercial truck drivers. And that came after they had done a comparison of urinalysis testing, which is what is currently required in the regulations, with the hair testing that their fleet members have been doing. Because they have to do both, they were able to compare the same pool of drivers and which ones failed the urinalysis versus which ones failed the hair test. And out of these more than 150,000 truck drivers, the urinalysis detected drugs in fewer than 1,000 applicants, less than 1%. But the hair testing found 6% who failed the hair test. So the pros, according to the Trucking Alliance, is that hair testing catches more of what they call lifestyle users. Because urine, where after a few days for most drugs, it may not catch it anymore, or there's lots of cheating out there uh, for urine tests, 
fake urine test to flush out your system, um, that hair testing will detect drug use for far longer. Some of the cons are it's more expensive than urine testing. Um, right now, fleets that are doing it have to do both because it's not part of the federal regulation on drug testing. As far as cons for people who maybe are against hair testing, there has been some concern that exposure to drugs on the exterior of the hair could cause false positives. Drug testing lab I talked with uh, detailed some extensive washing procedures that they do before testing to make sure this doesn't happen, and also that they don't test for the drug itself, but for the metabolites that occur after the drug has been ingested. So right now there are regulations working their way through the system slowly to your question of whether uh, there actually will, will be federal hair testing. I think eventually there will be. And in those regulations, part of the reason they're moving slowly is they're trying to set up a standard uh, hair testing procedure that would address some of these concerns. A little earlier, I mentioned that positive drug test results in trucking have jumped by one-third over a four-year period. How much of a concern is this? And the reason I ask is that historically, illegal drug use in trucking has been among the lowest of all the different professions in the U.S., right? Yes, it has in, in recent years since the drug testing program was started. The drug t- amount of drug positive drug tests did drop. Um, those numbers from Quest Diagnostics, which were for urine testing, showed a big percentage jump in marijuana use. But the overall rate is still pretty low. I mean, it went from 1.5% in 2015 to 2% in 2017. Uh, Compare that to retail, for instance, where it went from 2.7% to 3.2%. In retail, it's not as much of a safety issue. Obviously, you're not driving an 80,000-pound truck down the road. Um, And then there's also the concern with the hair testing that these urinalysis tests may not be telling us the whole story. But still, it is a minority, obviously, in the industry. The vast majority of truck drivers are not using drugs. But safety-forward fleets and and, and regulators want to just try to nip things in the bud and make sure they're catching folks that maybe shouldn't be driving. You've been working on a series of stories about drug use and trucking this year that have appeared in Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine. In doing your research and talking to people, what did you come across about drug use in general in trucking as well as marijuana use in the industry that surprised you? Yeah, one thing that did surprise me, not so much about marijuana, about drug testing in general, was the prevalence of cocaine that uh, we're finding among drug tests, both in the urine testing and hair testing results. It turns out cocaine use is on the rise across the country. Uh, In fact, the DEA reported that there's been an increase in production in Colombia, which is where most of the cocaine comes from in this country, and that has led to lower prices. Uh, So we're seeing a higher amount of cocaine use across the country. Um, One drug testing lab I talked to reported that indeed they are seeing more of it among trucking than among the general population. So that's been a little bit of a concern as well. 20 years ago, I think you and I, along with many other people in trucking, would have been surprised to see as many states as we are seeing now allowing recreational or medical use of marijuana. This has me wondering, are we headed toward national legalization of pot? And if so, how is trucking going to deal with this because of all the safety issues it raises? 
Well, I think that's a good question. I mean, if you look at the poll numbers for what the general public feels about marijuana, it's pretty clear that more and more people uh, do feel it should be legal, at least in some uh, circumstances. There are already bills that have been introduced in Congress to legalize marijuana or to drop it from where it is on the federal drug schedule. Right now, it's currently what's called a Schedule One drug, which means it's totally illegal. The government sees no benefit in it whatsoever. It's in there with things like like heroin to possibly drop it down to where it's more like on a level of, you know, opioids, where there are benefits that could be, you know, done by prescription. I think one of those uh, possibilities is, is certainly something we could see. That, however, would change how the regulatory picture looks for trucking. And we've got uh, some people that, you know, in trucking that, you know, would look to perhaps have some sort of carve-outs in those kind of regulations where uh, it might still be illegal for truckers. Um, So that is definitely something that is on the radar of the trucking industry. That is Deborah Lockridge, Editor-in-Chief with Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine and TruckingInfo.com. Deborah, thanks very much. You're welcome. And you can read more about how marijuana legalization has raised the concern of trucking companies by going to the PrePass blog at prepass.com. While you're there, you can read about other trucking industry issues, as well as download industry white papers and webinars from the PrePass Resources Library. On the PrePass blog, you can also listen to previous installments of this podcast or subscribe to it through your favorite podcast service. And by the way, you can keep up with PrePass on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, you can send us email at podcast at prepass.com. This has been Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening. And remember to keep your eyes on the road.